Um, I'm trusting that my English will not fail me this morning. I am Afrikaans dear and dear, and I'm Afrikaans through and through, and, uh, but it's good to be here, and, um, and I'm definitely going to, yeah, yeah, let's see what the Lord's going to do this morning. Uh, just want to also introduce my wife, Marie Lane. She's here. Uh, this year will be 25 years of marriage. And, um, and our three kids, Amanda Lee, are sitting over there. She's matric, and then Keanu turned 15 this week, and, and, uh, and then Nathan is inside there. And uh, so it's a privilege of being a dad, and a privilege of following the Lord. I've been following the Lord for the last 30 years, and um, yeah, I grew up very religious, and, uh, and then encountering Jesus uh, at, uh, in high school and how he transformed my life. And, um, and from that place, I remember coming into a, um, like a Pentecostal-type church where I got saved in. Uh, it was really, it was, a, it was like a culture shock for me when I rocked up at the church for the first time that invited us to go. And uh, so I was used to hard benches and services of an hour. Um, I was used to no one smiling. Even if you sing a song about the joy of Jesus, you still, you know, there's no smiling. There's like, uh, you know, it's all Afrikaans songs, but you sing the songs and it's like you sing about this amazing God, but there's no joy. And if you smile, then there might be problems, for, especially for my parents. You know, if you smile in church, then, you, you know, it can't be, you can't be so happy, you know. So the first time I rocked up in this church and um, I remember they had a band in front that had a little like acoustic guitar with a tambourine and mics. And those days, they, they did those dances, you know, those, those ones. I don't know if you guys can remember them, or if you are maybe also maybe did those dances, and I did as well eventually. But I remember the first time I walked into that church, and I thought it was a circus. I thought it was crazy. How can you have a tambourine in church? How can you have a Catan church, how can you sing over a mic, you know, the soft chairs, two-hour services, what's up with this, uh, people speak in a weird language that doesn't, like, who taught them this, and uh, nothing makes sense, so this is my encounter of church, so, uh, and then God had to, he had to undo what I knew about church, and then redo something in my life about church, and, um, and this kind of the message that I have for us today is that we all come out of different backgrounds, and uh, we come together over here, and we've got certain views of, uh, of what church looks like. Um, last year, I was, um, you know, actually about two years ago, I started getting new Bibles, and I've got a friend that's in the Bible, um, in a, I don't know what you call it, Colin, uh, what do you, Marilyn, what do you... I know, like a type of a Bible society. So he gets Bibles for free. So in any case, I'll go see him and say, like, bro, do you have a Bible for me? One with, like, bigger letters. I'm like, yeah, no, cool stuff. He gives me a, a Bible. So it's got bigger letters. And a couple of, uh, I think about a year later, I go to him again. I said, no, bro, I really need big letters now. Because I don't want to wear glasses. Just give me a bigger Bible. So eventually, I didn't bring that Bible this morning. Because this NIV is about this thick. There's about three words on a page. And, uh, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> so that I can read it without my glasses. <laughs> and, uh, but eventually I'm thinking, man, I'm going to need a forklift to bring my Bible to church eventually, you know, because it's just getting bigger and bigger. I think I need to go, you know, go and have my eyes tested because I know something's not lacquer. So I need to, you know, it's probably like this tent is not made to live here forever. So um, 
So uh, I went to the to the to the doctor, to the optometrist. There we go. Thank you. Went to the optometrist, and um, so she checked my eyes, and then she says, "No, meneer, Wim, uh, you need glasses." And uh, it looks like you, and, and I remember sitting in this little chair, and she hoists this little, like, green and red and blue, all these kind of things, and she says, read the board. I'm like, I can't read. I can't, I, like, I can, I can see the time. I can read far, but not close. And I'm looking at this and looking and looking, and she's just asking me, can you see? How do you see this eye, that eye? I'm like, nope, sorry, no, not clear, not clear. And suddenly, she hoists this nomarki, and it's like, it just went like, Click, you know, it's just click, 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 the, the click, click sound for those who have checked your, your eyes. And I click, and when it clicked, and I saw those letters, it was like, that's the one. I can see clearly now, kind of a thing. And I was like, I can, I, I, I saw that. And, uh, and then she says, okay, great. She did all her somikis and stuff. And she said, you need a, I think it's a, a two plus plus two, plus two thing. She said, so I got these normal keys. Uh, so they're plus two. So now I've got a normal size Bible here so I can still read my, my scriptures. But the thing is, so when we look at church, and this morning I'm, I'm, I'm going to trust the Lord that you would do that click, 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 click thing. And maybe the, the background that you come out of is something where the Lord needs to come and just adjust a bit and uh, show you actually what church should look like and what New Testament church should look like. And, uh, and, um, and I just want to quickly pause right here, and I, want to, I forgot to share something that I felt in worship. I'm going to carry on with the message now. And, and that is, um, I remember about four years ago, I went to Namibia uh, for the 412 conference there, equip time, to go, and, um, and, they, make, and they made poster keys of, of uh, Andrew was on the poster, and under him was Alain, and under that was moi, it was me, on this poster key. I was like, I've never been on a poster before. This is like amazing, unless I sat on one, but otherwise I've never been like on a poster, you know, like a picture of me on a poster, you know. So, so in any case, I took a picture and sent it to my mom. I said, Mama, that is famous, Mama. I was like, check this out, you know, I'm on this poster, and I'm with Wim Andrew, and I'm with Wim Len, you know. I'm like rolling with the big boys here. It was like, this is amazing. What an honor. So in any case, oh man, I prepared a word. I remember myself and Morris went up to Namibia together. And uh, so man, I was pumped up. Man, I got this word. I'm ready to hoy it. Eh? So God, the first day, I'm not asked to preach. Second day, yo, I'm starting to justify this. I'm like, man, God's leaving the best for last, y'all. You know, so I'm like excited about this, you know. Day three came, nothing. They didn't ask me to preach. And then God checked my heart. And I was like, Lord, I was on the poster. I told my mom, I'm famous, but no one knows me because like, I, I didn't preach. It's like, and, and God sorted something out of my heart, and I saw something in my heart. And maybe you're sitting here this morning, you think like, there's a leader's camp. I think I should be there. But maybe the Lord's got something in your heart that He wants to work through. I don't know what's in your heart, but it's good when the Lord unveils that to us. Maybe we need a bit more of a healing. Maybe we need a bit of humility. Maybe we need to see more of Him and less of ourselves. So if you're here this morning, and, and you may be sitting here this morning, you maybe feel like if they only know this gift that's in the room, 
May your eyes turn to Jesus and say, may we see the gift of Jesus in the room and not so much me. Unpause. Let's carry on. If that's for you, then hope that you receive it. So now we, we're back to hear what church should look like. Like I would um, name this message, the wonder of gathering, the wonder of coming to church. And there's a great wonder about coming together um, in church. And, and I actually just want to look at five points this morning, just of, of what, when we come to church, when we, when we gather, what does healthy church look like? What does good church look like? How does, what, what did Jesus actually die for? And Jesus didn't just die for us to be lukewarm. He didn't die for us just to get together and sing a nice song and things like that, which I was so guilty of. I used to come to church Sunday after Sunday growing up, and I would sing all these songs. And it would mean absolutely nothing to me because I haven't seen Jesus yet. I haven't seen him yet. And he's the one in this room, and may we see him, and may we long for him. And when we see him rightly or better, then we'll see the church rightly as well and we'll start loving the church more than what we are loving her at this present moment so the first thing and there's five points the first point is when we come together when we when we meet together the first thing is is to meet with jesus and i know it maybe sounds obvious but but i remember how i had to change my mind um, from being very religious i would come to church and we will check each other's outfits you'll actually stand outside the church and you'll check like Sure, hey, he's dressed a bit too casual. Where is his, his, his pants? It's not matching his jacket and he doesn't have an under, under bike on. He's just, you know, he's maybe got like chinos on or something. That's not very, very holy. You're supposed to have a, like a, a suit on when you come to church. And, and you check each other's outfits and stuff like that. I remember there was a time when we were, we were a bit rough at school and we would be like organizing fights in church. And we'll sit there in church and we'll be like, organize, I'm going to, and like that. And the Oaks would like do stuff that, that the Lord has delivered me from, um, you know, swearing and all those kind of things. And, uh, but you would do this stuff in church. You had no, you had no clue. There was, there was a form of godliness, but there was void of power. I didn't go to meet Jesus. And, uh, and then some of the guys, they used to, you know, it, you know, they come to church for, for, for the aunties, you know, for the ladies. And some of the ladies would come to church for the dudes, for the guys. And uh, so guys came with different things for church, to church. Or, you know, you come to show off your latest outfit. Look what I bought yesterday at Edgar's. And it wasn't on sale. It was like the real deal. I paid the full price. And it's like, so I come to church with this, this outfit of mine. And that is what church was like for me. And God had to rescue me out of that, and He did rescue me out of that. But then I swung into a different, man, I swung to a, such a different world. Um, I swung into a, a prosperity gospel, um, to my shame. Um, yes, man, I, the stuff that I believed and the stuff that I saw and did and stuff like that, and I sometimes I, I cringe when I think of the stuff that I, that I said and the doctrines I held um, that wasn't really found in Scripture. It was really what I wanted to see and what we wanted to see. And so you would come to church because the man of power for the hour is going to preach. And he's going to impress me. 
And what I love about Joshian is, is what we see in Scripture is that it's family. So I come as a fellow brother and come and share with you this morning that I'm not a guest speaker. I'm not, yeah, you know, someone special. I'm a, I'm a fellow brother. It's like, you know, if you have a family and you have a Christmas get-together and the womb comes from, a, from the other side, he comes down from Joburg and he comes and he visits. You all sit around the table and, and um, Saddle stands up at the table at Christmas and he, and he says his little speech and stuff like that, you know. It's like, Wimsaro coming this morning. It's a part of the family coming this morning. And that's a beautiful thing. And, and maybe if you've got a, maybe if you still look at the guy preaching like, you know, he's this amazing guy and stuff like that. You know, we are ordinary people. And um, if we look, yeah, in, in like, okay, our first point is we want to meet with Jesus when we come to church. And do I posture our hearts? In John 16, verse 13, verse 14, um, it says the following. Sorry, man, I know uh, AV, auntie, uh, I've sent so many scriptures through and you never know what's going to come out. So here we go. And, uh, but when He, the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit comes, He will guide you into all truth. And He will not speak of His own. He will speak only of what He hears and what He will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me, taking from what is mine and making it known to you. So when we come to church, we come to meet Jesus. Now we meet Jesus through the Holy Spirit as revealing Jesus to us. That's one way that we encounter Jesus, is that the Holy Spirit unpacks things about Jesus for us. Another way that we meet Jesus in church is through each other. And that is, um, so some people, uh, maybe, maybe you grew up in a way of you only go to church if the weather is bad, you've got nothing else on, all your friends are busy, and I mean, like, it's like the last thing on your list. You've exhausted everything, and so, okay, cool, so I'm going to church today. But you have changed from that place to do not forsake the gathering of the saint. Uh, and, and it says, even as the day approaches, we need to encourage people in this. And it's hectic. You remember during COVID, it was like so hardcore. I mean, like now for us to meet, it was like you know, so, some of us maybe were scared to meet. And, uh, and I just thought when the scriptures were written, Jesus knew about COVID. And this is not the last of stuff that we're going to see. The end, if we read scripture, what's going to happen in the end is going to be like COVID is going to look like a puppy. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be wild in the end time. So sometimes I pray, said, Lord, I want to, please come, you know, I want to be, when you come and fetch us and take us, I want to be in that time. And then you read scriptures and you're like, see what's going to happen. You're like, you swallow harder. It's like, okay, Lord, your will be done, Lord. It's like, I don't, you don't have to come when, you know, while I'm alive. But there is, um, but we, we, we do not forsake the gathering because we meet Jesus there. We meet Jesus through each other. We're his body. And if I think of Jesus in the garden, um, God did not just say, or oh, Jesus in Gethsemane. He didn't, God the Father didn't just speak out of heaven and say, my son, you'll be okay. A couple of more hours and you're with me. He didn't do that. He sent angels to go and to strengthen Jesus. So when we come to church, it's not, you're not just going to hear the voice of the Lord. And He will speak to us and he will, he will tell us things of what's to come. He will reveal Jesus to us. But there's something, there's inheritance in the saints here that we need and that you need. And that when we come to church, we meet Jesus through His body. That even Jesus needed that. Even when Jesus went and, and after they flogged Him and all of that stuff and had to walk to Golgotha, there even Simon of Cyrene, they gave Him the cross to carry. Even Jesus had guys helping him along the way, even taking his cross uh, to Golgotha. So, church, we meet Jesus through one another as well. So we come to church for a, a purpose. And Galatians 6 verse 2 says the following. 
It says carry each other's burdens. This is the way. Carry each other's burdens. So when we come to church, we don't just come to just, you know, just be. We come to church because God has something for us. And that it's for others to meet Jesus, encounter Jesus through you and me, through loving them and caring for them. So that's one of the reasons. This is not a, I've got these five points, but this is not at all the end all and be all of everything. But um, this is, we want to, first priority is to meet Jesus. And that's our goal when we come to church is, Lord, I want to meet with you. I want to be with you. The second thing that we, we come to church for is that we, is to worship Jesus. Now, um, that scripture we can put on the board in, in John 4, verse 23 and 24. And Skull also shared about it this morning during prayer. And it said, yet a time is coming and has come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. So this, I don't know if you've ever played hide and seek. I'm sure most of us have played that, grew up with that game. And then there'll be at this time where you remember that one, two, three, block myself, block myself. I don't know. What do you say in English? One, one two, three, block. Myself. Okay. It sounds so awkward. In any case, into the block myself. It just sounds so lacquer. So, and, you would, and we would do that. And I don't know if I've ever played hide and seek where you go around the garden, wherever you're looking for your friends that were hiding, and you find a guy. And that guy's just nod that day. And you, he's nod because he found him. And, he, and you say, got you, and you run to den or wherever to go and block yourself. And he's like, expelli. I'm not playing. But it's like, but when we started, you were part of it. Just because I found you, now you nod. Now you, now, because you know, I got to the, to the den before you, and uh, now you, now, now, now I don't play. So just imagine this, the Father is seeking worshippers like this. So imagine the Father seeking, will you worship me? And you're like, expelli saw me. I, I, I'm not going to worship. But the Father is seeking. He's like, finally, will you worship me? I made you to worship me. Will you worship me? And you're like, not today. Honey. I just, I just vow it. And like, imagine the, like, the disappointment. For me, it was a disappointment, you know. I've played hide and seek with my kids. And then it's like, come on, man. Please, man, I found you now. Come now, man. Own up, you know. I'm faster than you. I got to the, I blocked you, you know, whatever the case would be. And it's not, so, so the thing is, the Father is looking. And may He find us worshiping Him. May He not find us, I'm not playing. I'm not doing this thing. This worship thing, it's for the emotional it's for the young. It's for the extrovert. It's for those guys who know you for years. Whatever our excuses are, may the Lord find us worshiping Him because He is worthy. And He made us to do that. So that's why we come to church, to worship Jesus. And may He find each one of us and block each one of us and say, one, two, three, block you because we are worshiping Him. Where am I? He can find us. But I want to be found. I want to be found. That's... Um, yeah, I was also thinking of uh, the days when I, um, when uh, Mary Lane and I, we were friends. There, we're still friends, but you know, we're married now. And uh, but, but uh, there were days when we were just friends, and uh, and and pursuing her. I remember that day. You, I will never forget it. Bible college days. I was second year. Uh, she was first year. I really tried my my best to really impress her with how anointed I was and stuff like that, that, um, yeah, that was also actually a different story where, where I was, um, I was second year, yeah, and all the second years were chosen to lead ministries, except me, so there was one ministry left to lead, and then they chose a first year, 
I was the only, only second year. I'm like, creak, creak, like, pick me, pick me. I'm jumping up, pick me, pick me. I'll do anything, pick me. But they didn't see much in me. So they were like, it's okay, it's okay, anyone else? Okay, you. So they chose someone else. So I'm the only second year. So I'm sitting there, and God is working on this man, you know, this, this guy, me. And he's working on me. And uh, so in any case, eventually, this, one of the ladies, they, she went back to Zimbabwe. And, I, and they said, okay, they've got a healing ministry thing open. Can can, uh, who wants to lead this? And they're looking at the first years, and I'm jumping up and down. Pick me, pick me. That's a, a, a belief, man. So I will not, like, I will not disappoint you. I'm the man for this and stuff. And they're like, no, no. Okay, Conrad, you. And I'm like, yes. Man, this is, works out so well. Because now I, I've got a ministry to lead, plus a big bonus was, Mary Lane was in that team. So now, so then they say there's someone that's sick, and we need to go pray for them. So I said, no, great, yeah, Marie Lane's going to see me in action now. No, no man, she's going she's gonna, to, I'm, I'm going to just speak a word like Jesus, and they're going to stand up, and the fever's going to leave them. I'm going to take them by the hand, and they'll make us some tea. And uh, so I'm really, I don't know if you've read the scripture about Peter's squin mom, uh, clean mom. Um, so, um, so, 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 so. So I'm, we, we're going to this place. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, Marie Lang, today she's going to see this man. Because I'm pursuing her now. And uh, the first person we prayed for, a man, I was so sure they're going to get up. They didn't get up. But so the next day, so the next day I'm at Bible college and our dean comes into the Bible college and he's, he's, he's a bit down. And he looks up and he says, Conrad, did you go and pray for that lady yesterday? I said, yes, yes, sir, I did. I did, sir. He says, she passed away. So I was like, look around and see if Marie Lane is there, if she heard this, you know, so this can't be, I'm the man of power for the hour. So in any case, so we went back there to pray for someone else, because a guy in the Bible college, Gran was there. So we went to go and pray for the Gran. The next day, he comes in with his head hanging low, and I said, Justin, are you okay? He says, my granny passed away. Did you prayed for her yesterday? I'm like, I prayed for her yesterday, and she passed away. So now I'm confused. Now I'm like, I, I'm not really not impressing this girl. And uh, and then so I I actually and and then I joked after that I asked if any this guy's head will be swollen like three times his size, and I say, is anyone sick? I'll pray for you. And everyone's like, no, I, I'm healthy. I'm like, don't pray for me. Like I'm not ready to go. You know, so. <laughs> and, and I was pursuing this girl. I was pursuing her like I tried everything. And Jesus pursues us. But when he says to someone, be healed, they are healed. So man, Jesus is the anchor. He's a lover of our souls. And he's pursuing you. And are you giving in to the pursuit? Are you giving in? And that is when you're giving to the pursuit, then worship won't be, I have to convince you to worship. It would be, it's my honor, Lord, to worship you. That's a beautiful thing. So we come to church to worship. The, th the third thing is we come to church to hear God's word. Now in Luke 18 verse 23, I'm just going to look at two examples of where the word was preached. And look at this. And, uh, and this was a rich young guy. He says, when he heard this, he became very sad because he was a man with great wealth. So the word is preached at church. So we come to church to hear the word. And one of the ways that it comes through is preaching. And sometimes we hear the Word of God, and we, are, and we hear that, and we're actually sad. 
Maybe you're sad this morning as you hear the word, and you may be like, man, I just want to come to church. You know, you're spoiling my joy here. I just want to come to church and just sit and hear a good word, have my little snack for the week, and I go next Sunday, I come back for my snack, or maybe on a Wednesday, I'll go to community or something like that. But otherwise, I just come to Sundays for snacks. That's all I'm here for. And suddenly, I hear that there's something greater this morning. So maybe... Maybe I'm like, man, I don't like this, you know, like this rich young ruler. It was too much. So he heard it, and he was deeply saddened by what he heard. But then these guys here in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, verse 37, look at their response. When they, and when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? What shall we do to be saved? So the one guy is like, he hears it, and he's saddened by the word. The other, per, other people are cut to the heart and say, so what's my response? What do you want me to do? And that should be our response. It's like, God, all the time, what do you want to do with me? I've heard the word now, so what do you want to do? And being saved for 30 years, you know, you've heard many, uh, uh, a lot of the messages are the same. You know, you can only preach so many angles on the prodigal son. There's only so many angles. There's only two sons there and one father, you know. You can only pre- like, preach like three different sermons from three different angles. But, you know, you've heard, I've heard these messages over and over and over these things. But still, I have to challenge myself to posture your heart that even if it doesn't matter who shares the word, that there's something in it for me. There's something in it for you. Don't become so learned. Oh, I've heard this a thousand times. Oh, I've heard of this. But is your heart postured in a way like, God, man, I hear your word. You cut me to the heart, God. And God speaks to us not just through the word being preached. He speaks to us through even the gifts of the Spirit and, and like, for instance, prophecy and that. God speaks to us through people, even outside before church starts or when we have coffee afterwards. God speaks to us through people. Many times that happened. And, it's not, and uh, so allow the Lord to speak to us and come expectant and don't become professional don't become blase don't become like oh, i've heard this a thousand times i've been to church like if i can calculate how many services i've attended the first probably 20 years of my christian life i went to church twice on a on a sunday um, that was just the culture that i grew up in that you went to morning kerk and on kerk that's it and then in my high school years, also, I did Bible college in the afternoon too. So it was like a Sunday was like church like the whole day. So I've been in church many, 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 many times. And, uh, but to still sit with Jesus and Him still being the first love. And that you will still love Jesus, still have a first love for Him. Man, that He is still the best ever. Nothing compares to Him. That He still grabs your heart. So we come to church one of the reasons is, uh, number four, is that we, we bring our gifts. Now look at 1 Corinthians 14 verse 26. And it says, what then shall we say, brothers, when you come together? So here we come together, lacquer. Everyone, it's like a massive word, everyone, that includes all of us, has a hymn or word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, an interpretation. All of these things must be done for the strengthening of the church. So this a church becomes hectically dangerous to the enemy if all of us come to bring something. Now, if Paul had to carry on writing there of all the stuff that can happen in a church, I think yes, we would have had volumes because so much can happen at a church so when we, or, or at a gathering. So when we come, we bring something. Our hearts are in a posture of, man, I'm not going to forever stay a baby. Paul also writes and he says, you guys should have been um, uh, teachers by now, but I still need to teach you that first principles. I still need to feed you some milk. So if wherever you are, there's more for you in the Lord. There's much more for you in the Lord. And you don't need, 
It is great if the Lord sets you aside for deaconship or eldership or whatever. But don't function only when you have that. When you've been called as a leader, have been set aside as a deacon or elder. It is, that's not, man, you function as a saint. You function as a saint. And love the Lord. And, uh, and bring your gifts, man. That's, this lack is more blessed to, to give than to receive anyway. And uh, so church is like a bring and share. Everyone brings and shares something. It's not like a restaurant. You come and you're like, okay, I've kind of like, you know, I, I, you know I've come to church. I've given my tithe. I've given my offering. Or I've, I've come to church. You know, that's already just my gift. I am the gift. So I've come to church. So kind of like feed me. Or like, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. If your name is Jimmy, sorry. It's just an old saying. Give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. And uh, so you just get to We walk out. Cause it's like a restaurant. I've, I've given something and I've gotten something in return. But it's a bring and share that we all participate in this and the last one is um is to be transformed by jesus and i love this in mark 16 verse 20 and and i used to read it and uh, you know you okay let's read it and then i'll then i'll chat okay then the disciples went out and preached everywhere and the lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied now Definitely signs of miracles, signs and wonders, everything like that. The word is being preached and there's miracles that happens. But it's more than just the outward miracles of signs and wonders and healings and all of that. There's, there's, uh, if your heart changes today, it's a sign that followed the word preaching. If someone preaches on forgiveness and you forgive that person that you have hatred towards, that is a sign following the word being preached. If you look at church differently when you walk out of this place and, uh, and God just shifted something little in you, maybe you are a person that sits here with loads of gifts the Lord has given you, or maybe just one gift, and you sit with it. But that's all. You just sit with it. And today you decide, man, I'm actually, I'm going to be more front-footed. I'm going to, I've got something to bring. My little bit. I'm going to bring it. And what is your little bit? Your little bit might be you come on a Sunday, like you, you come and you sit there, people come to you, you chat, 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 and they go, next Sunday you come and sit, and people come and chat, chat, and they go, out, and, and you say, no ways, I'm going to change this. Next week, I'm going to not just go and sit, I'm going to go greet someone, and then I'll go and sit. And you set yourself that goal. You come in, you say, like, hi, nice to see you, lacquer, nice one. You go and you sit, and you're like, cool. Next Sunday, I'm going to speak to two people. And I'm not just going to say, how is it lacquer like to see you and go sit? I'm going to ask them, how is their week? And so you go, and if that is what you have to give, bring it. We need that. We need that. All of us need that. And uh, so these signs will follow those, the word being preached. So we are here because the lover of our souls have saved us. And if you're not saved yet today, if you have not given your life over to Jesus, I'm going to make room for that shortly, is that, you can respond to him. And uh, he's the greatest ever. He's the savior of the world. And we've heard also that our works cannot save us. doesn't matter how well, how good you are, how well you're living your life, how respectful you are, how generous you are, how kind you are, how well you abide to the laws of the country, how well you abide to the laws even of Scripture. Only Jesus saves and uh, in, if you haven't yet surrendered your heart to him, this will be the greatest day of your life. And man, yeah, yeah, let me, I almost went down a, a tangent, but I'm going to park it right there. And then also I want to, we want to make space this morning 
um, for you to, if you want to just come before the Lord, I would love for you to respond and come out and just mean business with the Lord, where you maybe say, God, you know, I've come to church, and it's not really about you, God. I just want to, I've drifted, Lord. It used to be about you. Those days when I got saved, I just, man, I grabbed that Bible. I read it through. I was first at church, last to go. I was worshiping, and now, Lord, I've just gone through the motions. It's Sunday. It's church. It's morning. It's kind of um, but I want to just come before you this morning and just repent of that and just come in line. Maybe you sit with gifts that you're withholding, you're not bringing. Maybe, maybe you've been holding back in worship and you've, you've been an observer and the Lord is tugging your heart this morning to worship Him fully. Wherever you feel God wants to tweak you this morning, uh, I want you to respond to that. So if the worship guys can please come up so long, I just, yeah, thanks, Orientanda. Appreciate that. And um, would you stand with me? And I want to, and while you stand, if you can just, yeah, just close your eyes where you are. And, and Holy Spirit, thank you that you've already spoken long before the service. Um, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you have spoken. And you know, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, if you have been born again, you know if your life belongs to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and it doesn't belong to you anymore, you've given it over. You know what that means. You know what it feels like. You know you've counted the cost. But maybe if there's someone here that you haven't given your life over to Christ, you perhaps still strive in your own strength to attain certain